Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And on today's episode, got three really, really good questions for you. I think you're going to learn a lot from these questions. So let's dive right into it. First question is from Kenny A. of Austin, Texas. And Kenny wants to know, how long should it take to roll over funds to my new self-directed IRA from Fidelity? So great question. And I'll give you the uh, diplomatic answer. It all depends. Um, it can take days and it can take weeks. So let's break it down. There's a difference between a transfer and a rollover. Transfer means the funds are coming from another IRA. So in that case, when you onboard and complete an application with IRA Financial on our app, you will provide us the IRA information. You'll give us a copy of your IRA statement, and we will initiate that transfer with your current custodian, whether it's Vanguard or Fidelity or Schwab, and we will push that money to us tax-free. It could take days or weeks. It all depends on the institution, the timing of it, um, time of the year, how uh, much volume is uh, the transfer department dealing with from our end and their end. Now, usually we get the transfer forms out within the same day that you onboard with us. So it's generally the other institutions delaying getting that money to us. It's usually by wire. Um, so it's not necessarily the transfer of the cash. It's just for having those other institutions actually process the transfer and, and releasing the funds. So first thing you need to do, make sure you're in cash, right? We're, we don't in, accept in-kind securities uh, momentarily. So we will soon, but not at this point. So right now, make sure you're in cash because you're going to need cash to make your investment anyways. Uh, and then we will do the rest when it comes to a transfer. Some institutions, believe it or not, still want original signatures. Some want faxes. <laughs> it's crazy, I know. And again, these institutions are not in any, any way uh, in a hurry to release your money. Obviously, the more time they have with your money, the more they can earn on your money. Rollover means the money's coming from a non-IRA, like a 401k, 403b, 457b. That is your responsibility to initiate. So you'd have to go to your former employer or to the human resource department, whoever holds your funds, complete a rollover form. You'll need to provide your IRA information to them. So generally, you're going to need to wait until you have an IRA account open with us. We will provide you the IRA account information um address banking uh wire info and then you will submit that to your current uh, custodian that's something you need to initiate we're not as an ira custodian allowed to initiate rollovers we'll help you complete the form but they're going to want you as the um, beneficiary or plan participant of those funds to actually initiate the rollover and again it's tax-free it will go directly from the current 401k administrator slash financial institution to IRA Financial. So you don't have to worry about taxation or any of that stuff, but there is a delay. And again, it's going to take days to weeks. Um, so Kenny, I wish I had a, uh, a more focused answer for you, but I'll give you again the, the whole diplomatic response that it all depends. So give yourself seven business days, I'd say five to 10 business days generally takes to do a rollover or transfer. I've seen it done in days. I've seen it done in months. 
um, some the, some government plans or um, local state plans uh, only have certain windows when you can request the money, whether it's like once a month or once a quarter. So you just got to be cautious about that. But if it's non-governmental, non-state or local, um, it's just a matter of, of contacting the administrator, filling out the rollover form, and, and you'll get your money. Second question is from Orly P of Vancouver, Washington. And Orly wants to know, can I invest my IRA into a fund that invests in art? So good question. Um, I've actually done a ad bits on the plant asset rules, um, which uh, you should check out. Um, the way the plant asset rules come into play here is that generally we know an IRA cannot buy art directly, right? 408M says an IRA cannot buy a collectible. Art is a collectible. It says it right in the tax code. So your IRA cannot directly own a painting. The reasoning behind this is the IRS just felt the value is too arbitrary, too hard to reasonably undertake a responsible valuation for a piece of art. It's too arbitrary, right? I can say my art's worth a thousand. You can say it's worth 4,000 or zero. Yes, there is a more established art market today than it was in 1974 when uh, 408M was put into the code, when IRAs were created uh, based off ERISA, right? There's more online marketplaces. You can do online research, uh, especially if you're, you're dealing with uh, well-known artists. There is a, a marketplace where you can get a pretty reasonable value, just like real estate on what the art is worth. But for lesser known artists, it's totally arbitrary and subjective. So that is why the IRS does not allow you to own art directly. But what happens if you invest in a fund that owns art? Well, this is the rule. If you're, as long as retirement accounts own less than 25% of the fund, you're okay. Why? Because there's something called the plan asset rules. And the plan asset rules state that if a fund is owned 25% or more by pension, including IRAs, then the managers of that fund are deemed fiduciaries, okay? And they're deemed to have fiduciary responsibilities, plus the IRA is deemed to own the underlying assets of that fund, which is art, which is, we know, collectible. So that's why if you are investing in a fund, they're probably gonna have requirements that the fund does not take investors that are retirement accounts uh, and own more than 25%. In fact, some art funds will not take retirement account investors because they don't want to deal with all this counting. Okay, they don't want to run a foul that God forbid they get over the 25% and then they are fiduciaries and then they have all kinds of uh, responsibilities to their investors and they have to worry about conflict of interest and, and all that stuff. So um, just something to be aware of. There is something called an IRA only fund. So if this 25% is made up of only IRAs, then the plans rules don't kick in, but the prohibited transaction rules kick in and you still have potentially um, an issue of uh, an IRA owning um, art and could it be a collectible under 408. Uh, a little bit less clear because there's no pass-through rules under the plan asset rules, but still um, something to be concerned about. So you can do it, make sure you're under the 25%. If you're raising an art fund, you need to have the retirement accounts under the 25% or you can just say, you know what, I don't want to have IRA investors because I don't want to deal with potential violating the plan asset rules and then triggering you know, fiduciary responsibilities, which adds a lot more uh, risk uh, to the management of that fund. Third question is from John Jay of Toronto, Canada. Well, good. Another uh, fellow Canadian. Uh, I'm from Montreal. I won't hold it against John, but 
Good question coming up. I, I live in Toronto and have an IRA from an old employer in New York City. Can I use those funds for a self-directed IRA? Uh, yeah, um, I've done this for many of my friends that I worked with as lawyers. Some in the same firm uh, that were non-US uh, persons. They had visas or a green card to work uh, in, or it wasn't a green card actually, it was a H-1B or like a TN visa, uh, which allows you to work in the United States, not be a uh, citizen, but you're basically a, um, a resident alien of uh, the United States. So you have a visa to work, you can get paid by the employer, um, but it's a temporary visa, right? So when your job is over, you're supposed to move back. Now, some people get married to Americans or, or get a more permanent visa. Uh, H-1Bs are more permanent than TN. H-1B is generally about three years. The TN has to be renewed each year. In Canada, it's a, like a, a NAFTA type visa. I actually used it. I used both. But um, so what happens? You leave your job. You have an IRA, a 401k. You roll it to an IRA. You can't move it to a Canadian pension fund, an RRSP. You're not allowed to do that. You can cash it out. But it, John, if you're under 59 and a half, right, you're going to pay tax, 10% penalty. You have to file a tax return. So what a lot of people do is they will um, set up an IRA, self-directed if you want to do alternative assets. And since you're ready in the IRA world, it could 100% be self-directed. And at that point, you'll have the ability to do alternative assets, like potentially even investing in real estate in Toronto, uh, investing in private businesses in Toronto, doing cryptos or you know anything else you want. But if you do want to do alts and you just want to diversify and kind of keep this money away from the equity markets, then you can 100% do this. You have an IRA. The only difference is you're just kind of um, unlocking it to allow it to do more alternative asset investments. And like I said, I've done this for people from um, France, England, uh, Luxembourg, um, China, uh, Japan. So it happens all the time, uh, especially, you know, working in New York City where there's people from all over the world and they come, they stay, they leave and they have a retirement account because every big bank or law firm is going to have a 401k. Most participate in it. And you're left with all this a bunch of cash that is growing because it's been like 10, 15 years and you just kind of sat there and you wake up one morning and say, oh, wow, I got six figures in an IRA. I can take it out, pay tax. Um, it's complicated under a treaty, what can happen? So a lot of people say, you know what, I'm just gonna keep it till I'm over 59 and a half, maybe then pull it out. Um, so you, you can at least shelter from the 10% penalty and, and I might as well invest in some things I like, like maybe cryptos or you know real estate. So um, that's kind of how it's done. So good question, John. You can certainly do it. And I'd love to, to help you do it if you haven't done it already. And there you go. Uh, another great episode of AdMail. I appreciate you guys listening. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Please subscribe. You'll get notification anywhere you uh, watch or listen to podcasts. Uh, this is a weekly podcast that drops every Thursday. We also uh, upload it to YouTube so you can check it out. Don't worry, you don't have to look at my face. You just uh, can listen. So um, there you go. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for um, spending some time with me and uh, talk to everyone again next week.